Rise and shine. <laughs> Please tell me you've seen that. That was terrible. Kylie Jenner, come on. Welcome back to Sorry We're Open. <laughs> I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jess. And Lindsay just hyped up that intro song for 20 minutes, and it was terrible. I didn't type it up. I thought about it you for were... a hot second. Well, because I was singing earlier, and then I just remembered Kylie Jenner. Don't spread fake news, Jessica. It just came to me, and I thought it was gold. Whatever. It's fine. All right. Welcome to episode five. Wow. Good thing you're keeping track, because I, I lost track. I think I would have said four, to be honest. Well, clearly I'm the organization <laughs> of the pod. Well. All right, Linz, what is your life update? Um, well, it was fall break, so I could talk about a little bit about that and how I went to Boston. I didn't change my clothes for like 38 hours. Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so my friend and I went up to Boston and Friday night we went out and we were like, okay, we'll stay at our friend's house in Cambridge and we'll come back you know, Saturday morning after we get breakfast and then we'll change. And then we woke up late. We got brunch late. Then we got ice cream because we could. Um, And then we were meeting other people who were coming in at the same time. So we're just like, I guess we just won't go home. So I stayed in the same clothes for a long time. It was kind of gross. Yeah, but then on a less gross note, I went to the Yankee game on Tuesday night which was a lot of fun. I was probably the last 10 rows all the way in left field. Um, we lost, which is unfortunate, but it was still a lot of fun. It was good. It was for the experience. My wallet doesn't like me, but... It's fine. Your wallet can't like you all the time. Yeah. It doesn't like me most times, I must say. All right, Jess, your turn. So I didn't think of a life update before we started, which is, you know, never good. But I guess I'll do it. I have a little bit of a cop out. By the time people listen to this, I will be 22. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, your birthday. It's tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it'll be Friday when people listen to this, but I am turning my Taylor Swift year, and Miriam says that's all I'm allowed to listen to for the next 365 days. See, everyone thinks 22 is the Taylor Swift year, but what about 15? That song makes me cry. You're right. That song is really good. Yeah. there. I had one friend every time one of us turned 15, she posted that on our Facebook wall. So I think I date myself a little bit when I say that. Um, but that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But I think 15 is honestly a better Taylor Swift year than 22. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. 22 is such a bop. But well, I feel like I'm wrinkling, honestly. <laughs> like, are my gray hairs showing? N- not currently, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, those were pretty good life updates. Oh, 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 podcast update. We have a podcast. The podcast has a life and she has an update. Oh, she does. We gendered it. (laughs) Well, I guess I was going to say they, but I don't know. What's feeling she? She works. So the podcast's update is um, we got interviewed by our new friend, Emily, um, who works for the school newspaper about our podcast. Which was super exciting. I got the email from her and I immediately texted Jess. I was like, Jess, we're fucking famous. <laughs> and she um, asked us a bunch of really awesome questions and then we gave her a sticker. So, obviously, so like number one fan. <laughs> we were very excited and we're really excited to see the article that she writes. Yeah. She asked if we could record us and we we're like, we're podcast hosts. Like, please. <laughs> yeah. So, shout out to Emily for writing our article. Hopefully, 
I'm sure it's going to be good. (laughs) It's going to be fabulous. And I hope you're listening to this. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Um, All right. It's actually not an article. It's a listicle. Oh, you're right. It's a listicle. She did tell us that. Not that any, either the three, any of the three of us knew what a listicle was. If you can define a listicle without looking it up, I'll give you a sticker. For free. (laughs) For free. All right. All right, what's the next segment, Lens? Keg stands. I'm singing everything. I hope I sound good. Okay. You don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> I feel like I sound better than normal, though. So, hmm. so this week's topic <laughs> is on cuffing season. And uncuffing season. Just You're right, but you got to get cuffed before you can get uncuffed. Right. So we may have done some research before this just so that we made sure we had... The appropriate dates, correct? Um, did you know there are cuffing season experts on the internet? I I didn't know that. Uh, Jess was like, the experts say. I was like, who the fuck are the experts? Yeah, I don't know. How do I come become <laughs> like a... Can I get my master's in cuffing season? Honestly. <laughs> All right, so. Cuffing season, according to the internet, is the period of time in which the cold weather plus the prolonged indoors makes you get into a serious relationship. I think it just makes you horny, but <laughs> see, I don't think it's horny. I think you need into like you need like you need love. You need like snuggles. Yeah. So according to the interwebs, this starts around the end of October to November and lasts through March. Right before spring break, as we learned. <laughs> yes, as we learned, <laughs> that's when uncuffing season starts right before college spring break. Uh, so but much back, to say. Back to cuffing yeah, season. We'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> this is a real thing. I see it every year. Oh, absolutely. I have fallen victim to it twice. Oh, Lindsay. Yeah. She's a statistic. <laughs> well, actually, actually, my high school relationship was in December, but my college one was in April. So I guess that's like, that's on the cusp, I guess. I don't know, but I'm still a statistic. You are a statistic. Honestly, but the biggest problem with cuffing season is you get stuck. You're basically stuck until February. Right, because of all the holidays, you have to you have to stay with the person. You have Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, Christmas or, or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or whatever you celebrate. Or any non-denominational... You're right. Anything. Holiday celebration. Holiday that happens to be near December. <laughs> then you have New Year's Eve. Right, where you have to smooch someone. At midnight. Right, and then you have Martin Luther King Jr. Day. <laughs> and president's day okay none of those but also valentine's day right which is the worst holiday of all time i agree it's a hallmark holiday and it's really stupid and i've never really once celebrated valentine's day with any of my significant others really yeah i'm pretty low maintenance you know i'm like a, I'm, pr- I'm a chill girl i'm a <laughs> just gonna say i'm a cool girl <laughs> um yeah so then you're stuck that's a lot of gifts that is a lot of gifts and especially like if you're not really feeling it, then you're kind of screwed because you're essentially wasting all this money on this person. I mean, like at the time, you may not consider it wasting, but if you're like feeling not so hot about it and you have to get them gifts, then you're kind of fucked. But there are positives to being cuffed, obviously. Number one being snuggles. <laughs> well, friend snuggles are almost as good. But it's something different about like being held by someone you know who loves you and you're I'm like, I'm going to start oh. crying a little bit. <laughs> you're like, like not that... Not that if we snuggled, you wouldn't feel my love, but right. I feel like it's a little different when you like have like a connection with someone and you're snuggling and you're like, wow, this is so nice. Right. No, I agree with you. Like, this is my dream. Always. Tell me. Not just during a season. <laughs> Curling up. If anyone, if you've ever been in my bed, you know, I have like 40 blankets. Curling up under all my blankets 
with a really like good, lovely movie on, snuggling with a cup of mint tea. That's what I want all the time. See, but that doesn't feel like a summer thing to me. It feels like a fall winter. <laughs> Which makes sense as I am discussing cuffing season, Lindsay. <laughs> Jess wants to get cuffed. Who wants to date Jess? We're taking solicitations. Honestly, I really don't even have time, but yes, you- I'll fit you in. <laughs> time schmime. We have to. You have to be able to like put up with some rom coms, and you have to not hate tea. I guess. I guess you could hate tea as long as you don't mind me drinking tea. Right. 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 If you have a dog, that's not a bonus. Right. Obviously. I don't know. Um. But cuffing season is like a big thing, and another thing that happens during cuffing season. So I feel like when freshmen, this is a real thing. So when freshmen are, um, go home for Thanksgiving right before cuffing season, or like during cuffing season. They there's a thing called the turkey dump. I by the way, I had no idea what this meant prior never, to five like five minutes ago. Like when yeah. This is a real thing. <laughs> so freshmen go home for Thanksgiving and now that they're like cool college kids who've been there for almost a semester, they a lot of them dump their significant other at home during Thanksgiving, aka the turkey dump. I love that saying more than life itself, honestly. And then they come back and hook up with the girl they've been flirting with low key since right. You know, right? Because I feel like if you don't break up with your significant other within like the first month of school, coming to college as a freshman, I feel like the turkey dump is definitely a thing. But yeah, and people want to break up in person because they're like, "I've been in love with you since we were freshmen in high school. I have to break up with them in person." So they wait for Thanksgiving, then boom, turkey dump. Right. I broke up with a boy on the day before Thanksgiving. I wasn't in college. Lindsay. I wasn't in college, but it was the day before Thanksgiving. Um, moving on. So then it's uncuffing season. And so this conveniently happens right before spring break when the weather's starting to get warm. People are starting to, you know, wear cute skirts. Start going out wearing less. Wait, what? how does that Drake song go? She started going out more wearing less. What? I think that's yeah, the lyric. That- <laughs> and then there you go. Boom. Everyone is single and ready to mingle. We love that. Summer is a fun time to be single, but also to be cuffed. I don't know. It's so hard. Every season, I just want to be single, simultaneously single, and in a relationship. I don't know if anyone else has that issue, but I think it's the Gemini in me. Oh my God, we could do a whole segment on astrology. Sorry. No, I love astrology. Really? I want it. Okay. If you would like to hear the pod talk about astrology, hit us up because I'm so interested in astrology. Today, my co-star blew my mind. <laughs> we <laughs> Blew my mind. I read it and I was like, bitch. <laughs> that happened to my friend the other day. I was like, what Like, what am I reading? Like, I think, I think co-star... And um, Jeff from the FBI, Jeff B.I., I think they're in cahoots. Like, I think they're both listening to your conversations. And I As think, well as Siri. Yeah. Oh, no. Everyone's listening. Um, we, could, we could do a whole other topic on Big Brother as well. But crazy. Oh, no. What? So I'm drinking a, a <laughs> beverage because I was cold. Okay, not an alcoholic No, one. no, no. Like, literally, I'm drinking a chai tea latte. <laughs> and she must have put like just a lot of cinnamon in it because I just got a mouthful of straight cinnamon. Oh my God, the pod should do a cinnamon challenge one day. No, we should not. That's a terrible idea. Okay, okay. great. Moving on. really diverged. Wow, really, the tangent was crazy. But I don't know. So, but going back to like, you don't feel like you simultaneously want to like slut it up and be single, but then also like be in a relationship. I'm like the worst single person ever. Like literally worst. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Okay, I'm the worst right. single person ever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just like have been, I'm so like driven by other things that I don't really, like, yeah, it would be nice to 
have someone, but I don't. Right. I guess I guess that currently is one of the few things on my mind because I'm taking few classes and I'm secured in my future post the G word that the only thing on my mind is like relationships and forming and talking and yeah I get that yeah so if you have thoughts or funny stories about cuffing or uncuffing season or if you've dumped someone mid-holidays I'd love to hear a story <laughs> turkey dump <laughs> yeah if, or if you've participated in the turkey dump hit me up I want to know so about it that's so fucking funny alright so uh, let's move on to uh, shooting the shit why don't we right it kind of in a similar vein um, we wanted this episode to be interconnected yes because we love Interconnectivity. I, there was another word that I was trying to think of, but I can't. Cohesiveness. Thank you. Okay, that's why she's my co-host. Um, but we're going to talk about kind of love in the media versus love in reality. And like, though this is normally a serious topic, I feel like this one's going to be a little bit... Um, it's like a serious topic because I think there are some really bad outcomes from it. But like, some of it's going to be a little funny because we're going to talk about the ridiculous ass shit that happens. Right. Because we're going to start with... Honestly, a movie that made me think things were going to be wildly different when I got older. So back when I was in middle school, obviously, actually, I think it was in the fifth grade when High School Musical came out. And High School Musical comes out and I'm like, shit, this is what it is. I'm like, Troy Bolton's going to fall in love with me, the captain of the basketball team, obviously. He's going to also simultaneously be into the arts. Because that happens. <laughs> right, because obviously. He's, Everyone, he's well-rounded. Um. Obviously. <laughs> Nobody cares about their stereotypes. They sing about creme brulee and playing the cello. Right. In the in the cafeteria. Obviously. And the, you know, people end up together despite Sharpay's best efforts. You're, it's, it's wild. Though, I wish that I kind of thought high school was going to be like that, but going to an all-girls school, I never... Oh, we should have an episode about that. <laughs> no. About all the ways I'm fucked up from it. <laughs> but I, um, like, I thought that, like, I'd go into high school, a boy would fall in love with me who was well-rounded, and then he would go only go to college, what, 37 miles from me at Berkeley. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, though, if life was actually like that? I, what if, like, which part? The, the whole thing, like, all of it is just kind of ridiculous when you think about it. I, I don't know. What's the most ridiculous part of High School Musical? That's such a good question. I think... Oh my god, it's the fact that fucking... Fuck. She... Uh, how does it go? Gabriella, right? That's yeah. her name. Which one, which one is it? Like, which one... No, she gives it up, right? She was gonna go to a really good school, but then she, like, stays close to home for him, right? Is that what happens? No, he, he got a scholarship to Juilliard. <laughs> And didn't go because he wanted to be closer to Berkeley because she was going to Stanford. Right. <laughs> he didn't go to Juilliard. The, the fact that he got into Juilliard. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what happened. Well, I should to, probably fact check I was going to say, we'll have to fact check this. But like, anyway, I think just like going to a certain college for your significant other is just fucking ridiculous because then you're just going to end up turkey dumping them anyway. <laughs> Full circle. Exactly. End of episode. Well, I just think that like, Making a choice, you know, such as your college decision based on someone else is not always the move. See, I think that's like one of the most ridiculous parts. Also, the fact that like they're singing the whole time. Like, I know it's a musical, but like, can you imagine just like basketball boys like in high school or college just like 
roaming the hallways, like, singing and dancing? No. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, like, the portrayal of, you know, high school being like that was one of the more ridiculous, like, versions of love. Like, everyone ended up in love and happy, and that's, like, just not real at all. In, especially in high school. Right. And then I think, like, I had this belief, I think probably from media and stuff, that I was going to get to school and meet my husband. And that was it. Like, this this husband was going to appear at school. I also kind of thought that I was going to meet, like, my significant other in college. Uh, here I am. I was going to say, here we are. Uh, the only person that I'm dating is uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even a little bit did I... Did that happen? Right. But I think it's ridiculous that I feel like, you know, that's something that should have happened. I should have had, like, a really serious boyfriend in college to, like, teach me all the romantic lessons you need to learn. Right. That's not No. Yeah, no. I mean, you could have those, like, relationships in high school. Like, I thought I was going to marry my high school ex. Like, that was something else. Like, at 17, can you, like, the fact that I ever thought that I, like... You were ever going to marry a person at 17? I mean, like, some people do it, and great, good for them, but that's just, like, another, like, ridiculous notion that one of the first people that you, like, deeply fall in love with, you're like, this is it. Like, this is the person that I'm going to marry. And, like, sometimes your first love is just that, your first love. Um, You know how they say, like, the best sex of your life um, is in jail? (laughs) You've heard that. It's in a movie. I've heard that. Um... I don't know where I was going with that. We're going to move on. Okay. That was a tangent. But I think that when you, like, in college, especially the kind of college we're at, it's like a very hook-up-y culture and not very monogamous. No, not at all. People can't seem to keep it in their pants. Literally ever. <laughs> right. And so then that makes it harder to, like, find this significant other. Though I think we're going to have a whole other segment on, like, hookup culture at college, but... Like, I had this belief that, like, people just, like, based on movies, like, think about it. Like, in Say Anything, when (laughs) the guy holds the boombox to the window, like, no college boy is ever holding a boombox to my window. Yeah, no, literally never. They couldn't even find a boombox, let alone put a song on. Right. And they wouldn't even fucking, like, drive to your door. Like, they'll have a car and they'll be like, um, can you, like, walk here? I I don't want to, like, pick you up. Like, that's happened, like, people I know. (laughs) Like, I just had this belief that like all these like big romantic gestures where they're like writing shit in the sky or proposing in a ridiculous way or sending you a letter every day sending yeah no 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 boy is ever gonna write you a girl homie nobody who's got time for that Uh, just speak for yourself (laughs) you're gonna write me a letter every day Lindsay. i I would no i definitely wouldn't i my writing skills aren't good enough but that's I, happened. <laughs> I know. I just think about, like, I can't get comfortable today. Um, I think about, like, all these like, grand gestures that we see in movies or, or when things perfectly align. Like, right. people perfectly come back together. And, like, that's not real. And then fucking Miley. I just want to talk about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth for a hot second. Because, so, like, they weren't good for each other. We all thought that they were perfect because that's, that's, that's the media. That's, it, no, but what, what movie was that? Oh, the notebook? No, the- no, fuck the other one. The I last know. song. Thank you. Sorry. Um, no. Okay, so that was like movie based, but then like actually in real life they were together, and you know we we saw that their relationship was so great, etc. Just because that's the way social media and 
just regular media kind of portrayed that relationship to us. And then when they broke up, we were all devastated. Like, oh my God, like they were perfect together. Meanwhile, we have no idea what the fuck the relationship was. And then they broke up for however long. It was multiple years, right? And then they got back together and everyone is like, if Miley and Liam can do it, like, I'm going to get back with my shitty high school boyfriend. And, like, that is so not the case. Like, you have no idea, like, what they're going through, like, what they went through, the maturity that they have, and, like, all this shit. And then they still ended up breaking up anyway, which sucks. And now Miley is hooking up with girls, which makes me happy. And Cody Simpson. She's dating Cody Simpson. That makes me uncomfortable. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about her stint with girls for a hot second. Um, But, like, the expectation that, like, you know... If it's meant to be, it'll meant to be, and, like, you'll find your way back to each other. Like, well, yeah, like, that's nice. I think it's also important to, like, not hold on to those relationships just because you saw Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I believe in, like, the concept of it's meant to be, it it will be, but not by you, like, searching for it. Right. Like, in that way, I'm, like, I always said that to my one friend and saying that if there was a future for her and this person that, like, it would come back naturally and organically. It wouldn't just, like, you don't have to push it. Right, you don't have to look for it. And I think that was the issue that, you know, okay, so Miley and Cyrus, Miley and Cyrus, Miley, Cyrus, and Liam, they found their way back to each other organically or not, but, you know, they, I think people our age kind of saw that happen and then, I guess, searched or tried to, like, search for their lost relationships or whatever or, like, used it as an excuse to, like, get back with their toxic significant other and i think that goes into another point that we wanted to discuss you know that i think in a lot of these movies we see like very tumultuous relationships or very like borderline toxic relationships that are kind of being shown as okay they're so romanticized like people taking back the cheater or like being okay with someone who like emotionally abuses you because like they love you and you know like all this shit and it's and then it makes you think that it's okay and that that this is something that you should be striving for. And I and honestly, like I think movies and this romanticized idea of love has like seriously fucked up the way that I like go about my relationships, what I expect out of them. Because I feel like I expect so much more um just because of the way that that shit is shown in movies. And I think it's also in like kind of tandem with that like I think in a lot of these movies, we see these people are giving absolutely everything to their significant other. You're sacrificing your whole self. You're giving all your time. Like in these movies, these people are spending, quote unquote, hours and hours and days and days together. That's not realistic of real say, life. Like so people don't have hours to sp- like spend together. Like some people of my have- closest friends who are two minutes from me at school, I don't see for days. Right. People have lives. People have jobs. People have school. Like people have shit to do. And like, and 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 it's okay to not spend every waking moment with your significant other and it's okay to like another thing like texting like nowadays if you don't constantly like text and give attention to your significant other like they question your relationship and they're like do you even like me they they question like the whole meaning and trust behind you know like what you guys have just because you're not because you're fucking busy you know so like that's a whole nother thing about you know being in relationships like nowadays is there anything else you watched that you think is like so fake like uh, i think everything because in in my opinion everything is so dramatized dramatized thank you dramatized 
so dramatized and so romanticized and so extra. And like, obviously they have to do that because they're selling movies and they're selling this entertainment. And yes, it is entertaining, but I think all of it is wildly unrealistic. And I think that it gives a really bad perception, especially to like young people whose minds are so impressionable that like, this is okay or this is what it's supposed to be like. And, you know, no one like has those disclaimers, like <laughs> not a true story or like, you know, like not based off real events. Like <laughs> this won't actually fucking happen to you. Like Nathan Scott is not going to like show up at your door, like in the pouring rain and tell you he's always loved you I, or something ridiculous like that because just none of that's realistic and it just makes for good television and good movies. Yeah. Like people coming like, <laughs> I'm thinking of the Cinderella story. Oh my god, the one with Hilary Duff. Yes, where obviously. she like pours her heart out in the says, boys' locker. Yes. Yeah, so what is the line? She's like, "Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in a drought." Yes. Hopeless and disappointing yeah. in the boys' locker room in like a juicy tracksuit. Obviously. And then of course this boy, what does he do? He goes into the fields and then he can't complete the fort down because he just can't stop thinking about her. And he runs to the stand and kisses her. Like, come on. Like, come on. The game is important. I think it was like a playoff game or something. The championship, it was probably the championship, like knowing movies or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, but like that's fake. No, obviously it's so fake. And I think it's an interesting, like, when thinking a little bit more about like roles in movies, like the dichotomy of like people, like men as big football players and girls like on the sidelines in the stands. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, especially as like not a straight woman, it's. It's hard to like watch these like movies these of these like heterosexual couples and I'm like, "Oh, my life would be so easy if I had a big strong man who would build me my own house." And like that first of all, that shit's never going to happen. Second of all, I also like girls. So like where is the big strong butch girl like building me a house? You know what I'm saying? So there is so little representation of like other identities and other roles other than that like heterosexual like heteronormative um man take care of girl role exactly and i think like there is like a lack of appropriate representation in general yeah like i i've watched like every gay movie there is to watch on the planet on the face of the planet and just like there are like 10 of them and one thing that i want to point out is the sex scenes are ridiculous. It's, like, straight from a porno. Like, you know a male directed this. You know that, like, they're just trying to get views because they're showing, like, this couple's first time. They're losing their virginity together, these two women. They're losing their virginity, and they're having sex for hours, and it's straight, like, look... It's literally shot, like, a porno. And I'm like, this is not ridiculous. Like, what are you teaching, like, these young girls who are looking for, like, this kind of representation in movies? And then you see that, and they're like, that's how I'm supposed to have sex? Like, oh, well, fuck. And so, like, that's a whole other thing. And I think straight sex is also kind of portrayed a little bit crazy. Well, yeah, I always think about the scenes in Love Actually. Like, you know, Love Actually is one of my favorite (laughs) rom-coms. And I think that, like, Love Actually portrays so many, like, ridiculous exaggerated situations oh absolutely but there is a scene where they're shooting like a fake porno but yes, it is also yeah. so ridiculous to watch yeah yeah i don't know and then like another thing that always happens in movies is like the guy is always cheating on the girl like i know many cases where like girls have like cheated on the guys too and it's just 
it's it's always like so one-sided from like one point of view and then when you do get something that's like from a different point of view it's like still male directed if it's about like still straight male directed if it's about like queer women or like you know the appropriate people aren't directing these movies because if they were they would kind of know what's up do you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying um um i just i mean i guess like for you what's been the biggest what's something about love in real life that you could have never expected from what you learned in media um Oh, that's good. I guess the amount of... (laughs) It sounds silly, but, like, the amount of talking that, like, girls do in relationships, like, none. I feel like none of the emotional side is, like, ever shown in movies. Like, I feel like, oh, you just fall in love and you fuck and you have kids and you get married and you have a lovely house. But, like, no one ever really prepares you for this emotional side that you're going to see and, like you kind of have to like get synced up with your partner. You have to like know how they think, like understand how they react to certain things that you do. And like, you know, it's not easy. Relationships aren't easy. I think that's the biggest part. Like you need to like work for it. You need to talk. And like in every relationship, you need to have good communication. But I feel like I've just noticed from like my relationships with women that, you know, this talking, this emotional connection is so elevated and that's so important. And like, I've never really, I've like never seen that in a movie and even like emotional, like, like heteronormative stuff. I've never really seen in a movie. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I think for me, it's that like love doesn't always have a happy ending. Right. And like, like, and you can't force it. And it doesn't always perfectly thread the needle. Something little doesn't always happen where it's perfect and everything's great. Like, like in a movie like 27 Dresses where (laughs) she like magically at the end has a significant other and you're like, woohoo, like, yay. Like, right. It's, I wish that some of these movies, I think they touch on important topics, hide behind like the rom-com exterior. Mm -hmm. And then, they show this like perfect happy ending where everyone's great and it's like that's not what love is and that's not always what love ends up being right because again like not realistic and you know i think not that there needs to be like a lesson to every movie but i think but I, i don't know i think they could do like a little bit better job of like maintaining expectations i totally agree because like either things are totally like blown out of proportion like little things um like oh my god i was watching office christmas party the other night and like that's like kind of like a rom-com-esque movie i don't know how much rom it is anyway the girl freaks out because this guy got a job offer in new york for like double his salary and like he didn't say yes but he also didn't say no and she's like i can't believe you didn't immediately turn it down like it was ridiculous. I was that's like, not you're, real. you're overreacting. Like, that is, like, such a valid thing. Like, I don't know. That made me so mad. I was like, what? Like, like you can't just, like, pretend that money's not important. That's a whole other story. Or that, like, someone's career development isn't important. Right. Careers are so important, I think. Like, what? Like, is love the ultimate goal? Or can you sacrifice or, or, is it? Or is like success. In- or is success the ultimate goal? And like, and can, can you, you have both? both? Yeah. <sighs> Same wavelength. Like I think about it a lot, like from a career perspective for me, I'm going to get a doctorate, which is six more years of school. 
and I'm getting that doctorate and Fuck nothing's yeah. going to get in my way. But can I balance, you know, if someone came along, both those things? Right. And does one, would one outweigh the other? Right. And like, that's such a personal thing, but I feel like society, especially as like women, you know, you're supposed to like find love and like be happy and like let him be the breadwinner. And now I think obviously expectations are changing. Like my mom is like such this like badass, like baller, like businesswoman. And, you know, I think there are other women who are also like that in different occupations who, um, you know, have this successful career, but also like a family. And I think that's becoming more of the norm now, but I still, I, I don't think it's like the norm yet. Um, though that would be ideal. Yeah, I think just thinking about, like, what society tells me I should do and want and how that differs from what I want. Right. Yeah. Crazy. So if you have any thoughts about loving the media or hit us up with your most ridiculous moment in a movie, that's so unrealistic. Like, mine would be in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days when... She takes just him the whole movie. Well, the whole movie. Oh, she, I know. <laughs> she takes him to the Celine Dion concert and th- makes him think it's the Knicks concert, and he still calls her back. Yeah, like literally never. Like, Sir, like none of like, like I know Kate Hudson's really hot. The yellow dress scene, but oh, come she's on, so hot. When they sing but, "You're So Vain" together, yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know who's hot. Oh my god, who's hotter, Kate Hudson or Matthew McConaughey? That's gonna be a poll this week. <laughs> I'm gonna. Pull I don't it. know. I don't know who's hotter. Oh, Kate Hudson. I honestly think I'd vote Kate Hudson. <laughs> well, um, we'll find out. <laughs> we will. I'm going to poll it this week, guys. Um, Speaking so, of the polls. Oh, let me see. I think we were pretty split. Everyone was pretty split on the haunted houses. I really don't like them. It was fun. Like, I, I don't need to do it, like, every other week, but it Our was- friends have a lot of different cooking abilities. Some people put themselves as, like, I could open a restaurant, chef, or they. I, good for you guys. I need to hit those people why, up. I was going to say, why are you not... My in come cook for me. My in house chef. Then we had a few people who put themselves at Lindsay level. (laughs) A lot of people put themselves (laughs) at Lindsay level, and we had a lot of middle of the road peeps. Okay, okay. And then what was? Oh, some college problems. People said time management. Yeah. Um, My best friend, one of my best friends from high school, said slow walkers blocking the sidewalk. (laughs) That's like a general life problem for me. (laughs) Never sleeping. Oh, very accurate. Oh, the disconnect between wanting to succeed and not wanting to work hard. That's yep. a mood. This was mine. Needing my legs to be shaved all the time. Or just needing every body part ever. Right? Every part of me to be shaved by my head. head. Yep. Yep. Um, and not being in college anymore. That's so sad. Stop that right now. <laughs> um, but that's it for episode five of Sorry We're Open. Um, if you don't follow us on the Instagram, you should follow us at Sorry We're Open Podcast. Um, we'll be posting our weekly Tuesday polls um, for you to vote on. And you should follow us. If you don't follow us, tell a friend to follow us. Uh, tell a friend to listen. To tell a friend to listen. Like uh, a random friend. They don't need to know us. Yeah. We want people who don't know us to listen and tell us what we think. Because right now, usually at least one party knows us. <laughs> at least a little bit. Um, and if, as usual, we didn't have a guest this week, but we'll probably start next week. have a lot of different guests, so... If you're interested in being a guest, you should hit us up either via the Instagram or you can text one of us. And remember, bring your own topic. It is BYOT. We're lazy and we don't want to think of a topic for it. No. <laughs> well, we just like want you I to bring gonna, what you're open about. Yeah, I was going to say that's the reason it's BYOT. So 
Yeah, but I think that is it for this episode of Sorry Robin. Signing off. <laughs>